Welcome to the Hotties and Horror Movies Podcast, where your hottie hosts, Sanka and Wendy, break down their weekly horror movie binge. Hey! Hello, hello. It is the Hotties and Horror Movies Podcast with Wendy and Sanka. Hey guys, how you going? How's your how's your week been? <laughs> so, well, welcome to a um, another episode of uh, your favorite podcast, we assume. Uh, today we are watching The Conjuring, uh, The Devil Made Me Do It, and I'll tell you, it was an experience. It was exhausting and... Correct. Uh, but it was a good movie. So we hope today's podcast will be a lot of fun for everyone because we actually liked the movie we watched, unlike last time. <laughs> Listening back to the previous podcast, you can tell we hated every minute of that movie. <laughs> like, every minute. Oh, um, yeah. But if you didn't listen to the previous podcast, please go back to episode one, The Girl on the Third Floor, and have a quick listen to that. Um, I say quick listen, that fucking podcast was almost two hours long. But anyway, <laughs> have a quick listen of that. Um, you can tell that we absolutely hated it. Like Sanka said, we actually really bloody enjoyed this movie. We and did. And I did not expect to do that. Yeah, um, I well, look, I had high hopes for the Conjuring movies. I didn't know if it was going to live up to the hype of the first one because mm. that was my favorite. Like, it, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, yeah. and I wasn't sure how this one was going to go down, whether they were going to get lazy or, you know, mm. just wasn't going to be as good as the originals. But yeah. it was actually surprisingly really good. No, I really enjoyed it as well. And usually, like, as you guys will learn with us in this journey of podcasting is um, I usually don't have hope for most horror movies. Sanka and I have watched <laughs> quite a bit. So now we, like, we, we just predict a lot of stuff. Whereas in this one, I do have to admit, I was flawed. I was, you know, they ate me up. They really, they... <laughs> they left me speechless at times because I, the turns that we went through that movie, I did not expect it, but I'm very glad. I'm very glad I did not expect things that happened because it made it much more enjoyable. Cause you know, all horror movies have the standard format. This one, it still had its same sort of standardish format, but the twists yeah. and turns were worth it. It was, it was worth it being almost two bloody hours long. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, it was long. Yes. But it did have a really good story and yeah. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Um, mm. The difference with this one from the first two Conjurings was those two were very much haunted house um, movies. They're very much about the haunted house itself. This one was more about, you know, occult and satanic um, rituals and that kind of stuff. It was more about the, um, I suppose, it, it wasn't possession. It was, um, what did they call it? Um, curses, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Someone being cursed. Mm. Um, so it was a little bit different in that respect, but still was a Conjuring movie. Um, we obviously had the Warrens in it. And, yeah, it was a great story. Mm. Yeah, like Sanka said, the very two first Conjuring movies that had the Warrens in it. And I think when Senko and I are referring to the Conjuring movies, we really do refer to like the ones with the, with the Warrens in it, not like all the side side quest movies for explanations. <laughs> um, the first two was definitely much, you know, 
someone becoming possessed or into getting possessed by something. Whereas this one was, I think we enjoyed this and correct me if I'm wrong, Sanka. I think the reason we really enjoyed it, it was, it really played into how terrible human beings can be and what they're willing to do. And I think that's what made it more, and more like more believable because human beings are trash, (laughs) (laughs) me included, but like, you know, it, it was really enjoyable in the sense that it wasn't just a normal possession. Like someone was going to the effort to really do something bad. And then it made it, you know, it wasn't just simple for the Warrens this time to be like, oh yeah, exorcism, demon possession. They really had to actually work this one out. Like they really had to go, oh, hold up. This is not the standard textbook possession. What is happening here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, And also then we had the, a law part of it also where they um the guy was on trial and you know for a murder that he committed so we don't usually get to see that side of things either mm. and i think um looking back at the actual true story part of this that was actually the first time in a law case that someone had claimed possession as you know a reason for a murder yeah um so it was yeah a little bit revolutionary in that perspective yeah, definitely. But I will say, side note, I do not like horror movies that end with based on a true story. Fuck all of that, straight up. <laughs> um, I don't enjoy that one bit. Oh, and at <laughs> the end of this one. That's based on a true story. I don't want no parts. <laughs> <laughs> As with all of the Conjuring movies, at the end we were played some um, tapes from the original recordings. Mm, with the Warrens, and yeah. I really could have done without that. You know, Honestly. It's- it was too it was much. horrifying. Like, we were already, we were already reeling from the movie, yeah. like the twists and the turns and the ups and the downs. The, like we'll discuss it in the podcast, obviously. But we had a, where our butt cheeks were clenched, and then they, on top of <laughs> yeah. that, they added, they added, like the tapes from the original, um, the original Warrens and what they recorded. And I was over it. I was tired. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, my anxiety was through the roof. I it was, was like, like I felt we felt cold afterwards. We were like yeah. freezing. I mean, I, yeah, it's winter now. I was so happy to have the movie over, and I just started to relax, like in the thirty Decompress, seconds yeah. after, <laughs> and then, and then they showed us that, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> this is not needed for my anxiety levels. Literally, we were just mouth open, staring at each other like in, like in horror as these tapes were playing. And you know what? There's something a bit more sinister about the actual tapes, yeah, than like sure. a movie recording tape. You know what I mean? Like the actual tapes. There's just something so sinister about them. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, All right. Nuts. Let's get into it. Let's get into discussing the Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Okay, so this movie pretty much went from 0 to 100 from the start. There was no slowly leading us in or introducing us to characters or anything like that. Just straight away it went into madness. So we see that Ed and Lorraine are called into a home of an eight-year-old boy named David who has been um, experiencing demonic activity, Uh, basically possession, you know, everything that goes with that. Yeah. There's a few other people in the house there, um, namely his sister Debbie and her boyfriend Arnie, which we will talk about a little bit later. Mm. But basically the home is really already messed up and um, there's already a priest there. They're trying to do an exorcism on the boy. 
um, at, at some point they, I think they take a break and the boy goes off to his bedroom by himself, ridiculously. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but he starts, you know, seeing things and hearing things in there. And he decides to go and hide in the bathroom in a bathtub that is surrounded by a, um, what is it called? Shower curtain. A, um, shower curtain, yeah. Which to me is the most stupidest place to hide. Um, mm-hmm. Shower curtains scare me anyway, just in normal everyday life. Exactly. I don't know why if you're seeing demons, you would decide to go hide in, in a bathtub. Honestly. It's beyond me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> creepy shit. Bathrooms are creepy but as it, is. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And then we see that creepy hand over the top of it just trying oh, to you know, get to like, him. Literally, Ugh. my worst nightmare is like... <laughs> because the thing is, people... Like, showers are such a vulnerable base to be because you're already naked. Yeah, like, exactly. And so it's just like showers just creepy in general. It's just... Oh, no. It's... Yeah, yeah no. Hate showers. Hate horror <laughs> movies that take place in showers. But yeah, anyway, continue. Yeah, so um, eventually the boy gets so scared he starts screaming and everyone rushes into his room. Um, to see what's going on and then they grab him and decide they have to do the exorcism tonight there's no they can't wait has to be done now um so they take him downstairs he's kicking screaming scratching the walls everything's going on um he's obviously very clearly possessed um they can see it in his eyes and everything um and yeah it's just complete chaos down there the um, priest is trying to you know do his whole exorcism thing and ed i I think is also shouting some stuff um in the midst of it all lorraine gets some kind of vision of um what was it she was getting flashes of like cult-like items and you know an altar and all that stuff Mm. which was a little bit strange because we didn't know where the movie was going at the time yeah makes a lot of sense now um but yeah basically is a yeah sorry i was gonna say because lorraine already has visions every time she does an exorcism and we've always just had it like the demon doing you know doing (laughs) doing the demon thing like you know (laughs) trying to talk to himself whereas this time her having like a flashback to a room that like someone was actively trying to do something and like you you know like santa say it was all like occultist shit it was all like you know devil stuff like yeah cups with crap in it so yeah that was very interesting i i was i really like that that little touch they added there mm. so yeah there's lots of chaos and everything going around um and then i believe there's a struggle between the little boy and ed and he's talking about stopping his heart and you know trying to kill him and all that mm. and the boyfriend, um, Arnie, he then grabs the little boy and says straight into his face, um, oh, leave him alone, take me, you know, something along those lines, you know, inviting the demon into himself rather than yeah. letting him possess the boy, which, you know, biggest no-no ever. <laughs> yeah, and pisses off Ed because Ed's just like, what are you doing? Like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, just making this movie... It worse. Honestly, this movie, my my man, my man Ed was going through it. He really was. My <laughs> man's was going through it this entire film. But yeah, no, uh, old mate just decided to welcome demon into his body, and he's just like, "What?" <laughs> Ed's just like, "Shut up!" 
<laughs> yeah, stop talking. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, um, somehow, I don't know what happened to Ed. I think the demon did something to him. And I think he ended up in a coma, actually, for a few days. Yeah, I think he stopped it, like... I think he, he had a heart, like a heart attack. Like the yeah yeah the demon or whatever slowed down his heart, like banged on his chest so hard or whatever it did that it slowed mm. down his heart so much that he was having like a heart attack. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he ended up in a coma for a while um, mm. and was out of it. But then, after the whole scenario with Arnie, the demon kind of went away. It didn't straight away go and possess. Arnie himself it just kind of went away and apparently everyone else just thought you know it's done now (laughs) Mm. it's just gone and everyone carried on with their lives which was a little bit strange to me I don't think Mm -mm. I could do that but nope not at all (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um (laughs) then we go we flash to like the hospital, and eventually Ed wakes up, and Lorraine mm. is there with him, and, and their daughter. Let's we got to remember yeah. they have a daughter. Yes, she made a brief appearance. Yeah. Um, but when he does wake up, he tells um, Lorraine that they have to um, tell Arnie and the kids they're not safe. You know, the demons got a hold of him. Something's going to happen. So Lorraine's frantically trying to call the police and tell them, you know, I don't know, I can't tell you how I know this, but something's going to happen at the house. You have to get there. Yeah. And then meanwhile, on the other side of the world, (laughs) wherever um, Arnie and Debbie are living, Mm. he starts to see certain things, like I think there was a cereal box that got knocked over or something, and... Then he starts hallucinating a little bit with the other guy. I think his name was Bruno, who runs the um, dog boarding. Um, I don't know what is it like a kennel holiday home. Place. Yeah, like a kennel yeah. holiday home where his girlfriend, the daughter of the family, Debbie, um, mm-hmm. she actually works for this kennel dude as well. So Arnie and her live at this place this guy owns, and they live there for free while you know they. Well, he technically doesn't work there, but she does. Yeah. Yeah. So then Arnie starts hallucinating and somehow he sees Bruno as some kind of, I don't know, demonic, monstrous entity. Mm. And he thinks it's someone he has to protect himself and his girlfriend from. So he ends up um, eventually killing him and I think stabbing him 22 times, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was 22 times. Yeah, that's it was a bit nuts. Just a bit. <laughs> and He's then well he done at that point. Up... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's well done. He's gone. He's finished. <laughs> like... um, and then he ends up walking down the street covered in blood and gets pulled over by a um, policeman eventually. Mm. I don't know. He's got a strange look in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah. Then... Later, he's in an interrogation room. Um, they're questioning him and Ed and Lorraine are there also and they're trying to convince the um, uh, the people, policemen, whoever, whoever's there in the room that Arnie was possessed. It was something demonic that had him, that it couldn't have been him that actually killed Bruno. Mm. And yeah, 
safe to say no one was really believing them. Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> the part that really made us laugh is Annie's lawyer. She obviously wasn't believing them and said, you know, I can't argue a case like this. I can't claim he's possessed. Mm. And so Ed and Lorraine say to her, come to our house. We'll show you a few things. And we're sure that you will believe in possession after this. Yeah. <laughs> and the scene just goes black from there and then cuts to everyone in the um, courthouse and the face of his lawyer. And she just looks so shaken up. No, legit. Because, <laughs> like, that's what I mean. So in the interrogation room, what – because obviously, you know, in the court of law, you can't you – know, saying that someone was possessed into doing murder is a very fast stretch. Like, you, even if that did happen, unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately, you do still have to be accountable for your actions. So regardless, he was going to get charged with something. It was just a, the severity of his um, judgment, of his, you know, what he was going to be, um, yeah, what he was going to be charged with, whether he was going to get the death sentence or for life, anything like that. So when they're in the... In the in the interrogation room they're making him and this is where i think i was like i started to get more interested in the plot was that they were Mm. making him um they were making him like read the bible you know had holy water in front of him had the you know the uh, cross in front of him and usually when you are even even if you're the demon is um under the surface it still gets pulled up by all of those holy and biblical figures and words and Mm. Arnie was not reacting to any of it. And so they were confused. They're like, okay, well, he's definitely, he's got nothing in him now. So it's like, what ha- he was definitely possessed before, but now he's not possessed. And so obviously the Warrens want to prove that, you know, yes, he killed someone. We understand that. But, you know, we can say that he did have, he wasn't in his correct mind. Like something had him. Mm. And then the lawyer, and, and to be fair, you've got to give the lawyer props. Like, She's dealing in factual law. She, th- that's what she's dealing with. You're not yeah. in law. You can't. You can't have gray areas. It's either you didn't or you do, and you've got to prove either end prosecution and defense. So in her, like her being the defense lawyer, what does she really have? Like the man stabbed him, <laughs> verbatim. The girlfriend ad- says that he stabbed him. He admits to stabbing him twenty-two times. Like it's all factual. He did it. It's there. Yeah. And so the Warrens exactly. are trying to be like. Yeah, the Warrens are trying to like ease back and be like, okay, look, but let's prove, you know, let's lighten his sentence. We know he's going to get sentenced, but let's try and lighten it. And then, again, in her defense, she's like, she has to do with law, not like, oh, believe in God. They make a good point, like, you know, in courts, you have to swear on the Bible. So it's like, well, the courts already believe in the Bible because you're swearing on the Bible yeah. to not lie, which is a good point. Now, think about it. I'm atheist. I'll lie on that Bible every day of the week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need <laughs> that Bible's going to do nothing to me. It not. Um, but yeah, like Sanka said, they were like, okay, let us show you some stuff. And they specifically mentioned Annabelle. And I was like, oh shit. Like we looked at each other when, you know, Ed was like, okay, let us introduce you to Annabelle. And we were like, oh, Ed said he's, Ed was going straight for the jugular because if you've watched the Annabelle (laughs) movies, ones or twos or threes or fours, how many bloody Annabelle movies there is, that little doll is fucked up. They're fucked up. So, and then... (laughs) So Hasank and I, because we're on obviously we're watching each other watch the film, what you know, on FaceTime. We look at each other and we're like, oh shit. And then Asanka says it cuts to that screen. Like you said, this woman is stressed. She is shaken. She has seen things <laughs> that she was not prepared to see. She said she I, like, looked 
She looked like she aged 10 years. 10 years. She was dragged through hell. (laughs) And you know what's so funny? You've just just got Ed and Lorraine in the background like, like, (laughs) and you know, it's just, it's just, it was just, we burst out laughing because it's true. Like if you don't deal with the stuff on a daily basis, you're not going to believe that it's real. And then like, (laughs) Miss just needed 10 minutes with Annie and she was ready to (laughs) add demonic possession to the case. She was like, sir demonic possession straight away it was it was uh, it was funny and then it just got then just got scary from (laughs) actually that's when it turns that's when it stopped being funny (laughs) and turned into like proper horror obviously you know we had some jump scares before but that's when it actually started to get i think dark is the correct term i would use like dark yeah yeah anyway continue so the warrens decide they um can't really do much for him at the moment. They need to first go and discover how David himself got possessed so that they could, you know, try and trace that back and then maybe they can find a solution for Arnie and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Or, well, at the moment he's not technically possessed because, you know, he's still himself. So they're not really sure what's going on. Yeah. So they go back to the family um, and they go back to the house and they discover when they first moved into the house, there was a waterbed that was in David's room. I don't know why people buy houses with furniture that's left over from pe- previous owners. Like, yeah, I could never do that. Nope. Could it be me? <laughs> and a waterbed of all things. It was just oh, so, what so about- creepy. Water beds are so filthy as well, like disgusting <laughs> yeah. and monkey, like murky water, just blah, 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 blah. disgusting, just chilling Gross. with the fibers of people in in coronavirus times. Disgusting. <laughs> what that moisture? Disgusting. Like no, Ugh. get it out. But then, um, so David was playing on the waterbed itself, and there was, you know, there was a scene where he was laying down, and the camera was above him and then you could see a face coming through just behind him through the waterbed it's very creepy i'm probably gonna dream about that tonight i know it and then he you know tries to get off the bed a little bit and then something grabs him from out of the waterbed Mm. grabs onto his leg he jumps off screaming crying um everyone runs in at that point just to see you know there's puncture in the waterbed and yeah the boy is a bit wet Exactly. And no one really believed him. They just thought, you know, he was messing around and just punctured it himself and, you know, made a mess. Um, But, yeah, he kind of knew what was – there was something wrong. So they got rid of the waterbed and um, the – his sister was saying there was water damage on the floor from the bed. So Ed, of course, lifts up a rug just to see the water damage and it was – Definitely not water damage. No, that shit was rotten, my good sis. It was rotten. It was nasty. Disgusting. Ugh. Water damage. Um, it was moist and sticky. <laughs> like, disgusting. Yeah, no. Ugh. It was like an Ugh. extra layer on top of the Yeah. It, wood. Was, it, it wasn't even... It, like... Ugh, I don't know. It's like... like demon it's like, it, was, it was like tar-like, right? It was like a tar. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. in my head, I'm like, demons, but, you know... Well, I see yeah, tar randomly in the house. <laughs> yeah. You know, me, the demon hunters. Like, you know, we just know what we're talking about. Yeah. So this is where Ed and Lorraine start thinking, you know, oh, there must be something more to this. Mm. So, of course, 
they have to go under the house, of course. Um, Lorraine crawls under there. There's a bunch of rats, like a lot of rats. And then there was something covered up by like a pillowcase or something just covered. Mm. And we thought maybe it was like a hand or a head or, you know, Honestly, part I of had, a body. I was bracing myself for her to get grabbed by like a hand or some shit. Because the way that she had was like covering whatever we're about to reveal comes up. <laughs> I said, she's going to get choked under that house. Like a hand is just going to come up and just grab her right in the throat. Um, and at this point, remember, Ed's had a heart attack. So he can't be crawling down there with her. So he's he's got a cane. Like that's how bad the heart mm. attack was. He's got to take medication and stuff. So she's just like crawling around there by herself. The daughter doesn't get down there with her. I don't know why she can't have backup <laughs> because Lorraine and Ed have this terrible habit of splitting up and then bad things happen. So I don't know why they haven't learned from that in their 30 years of marriage. Like take that's someone true. with you. Every time. Every, Every time, time they split up. Every time they're not close to each other, something bad happens to either one of them. And so it's like, so Ed's having to stand out there because he, he can't crawl around under the bloody house. Also, side, side note, you Americans and your underhouses and <laughs> and your basements and you, stop that, stop that. You don't need all that shit. Stop over-consumer. You don't need an attic, two stories of house or even a story of house and a basement. Let's relax. Let's relax, please. <laughs> let's Let's relax. But yeah, so she's crawling around and then, you know, she finds what she's about to find. Disgusting. Which is a witch's totem under the house, just under the um, room where David was, was the witch's totem. It's very creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. Yeah. And like, so, um, as, and as soon as we saw, as soon as that, I saw, as soon as she snatched that sheet off that thing, I was like, it's Juju straight up. It's mm-hmm. juju, voodoo, hoodoo. It's all of the things. It, I was like, oh, oh no, that's that's man-made. That is right there. That is a man-made device of demonic destruction. That's what that is. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Had like horns and bones and stuff. I was like, mm, I, I see. I know black magic when I see black magic. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. And that's when I knew oh, it's gonna get interesting. It's about to get very interesting. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we found out how David got possessed. Obviously, he wasn't the one, you know, trying to get possessed. It was mm-hmm. planted there under the house for someone to find. Mm. Yeah. Raggedy bitch. <laughs> so per um, the priest, uh, mm. I can't remember his name. Honestly, I didn't care. Uh, but he father. suggested, yeah, he, yeah, sorry, the father. He suggested they go and visit a former priest? I think the other guy was the priest. Yeah, so Father yeah. Gordon told them to go find Father Kashner, who okay. has retired. There yeah. we go. Yeah, so he used to um, study things about the occult. Uh, I think it was called the Disciples of the Ram or something that he brought down. And he just suggested, you know, if anyone's going to know about this stuff, he will. Mm. Points them in the right direction and they go off and talk to him. Now, this man is very creepy. Just as soon as I saw him, I was like, uh, I'm not sure about this guy. There's yeah. just something a little bit off there. We were we had the tingles of this is not yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, he seems nice enough, calls him in, they have a little chat. And he takes him downstairs to his own little room of horrors. Um, <laughs> and what surprised me for the first time, going down into a creepy space, Lorraine says, I don't want to go down there. Which yeah. is like... A clear red flag. <laughs> no, legit. If Lorraine is saying she don't want to go somewhere creepy, and you got to remember this, this woman be doing the She'll most when anywhere. it comes to she gets into places where I would would not even dream of putting a toe. <laughs> and if she is saying I don't want to go down there, I said red flags. Yeah, red flags off. <laughs> red flags. And then the scene where he's like, they're like, oh, what's down here? And then he's like the reason you came and the way that like the way he was made to look for like the yeah. two seconds i was like Mm-mm, i'm suspicious this one is a weirdo this one can't yeah. be all that yeah yeah Ugh. and they open the door into <laughs> my worst nightmare <laughs> yeah it's just basically a room full of books and occult items Oh, I don't even know how to describe everything in there. It was... Yeah, so I think this particular um, father, he specialised in studying um, Satanist and like cults and occults and, you know, what they used, why they used it, um, and gathered, like, mm. like cursed relics or books that people use to do, like, their black magic from. Um, and that was yeah. his job for years and years and years and years. And so he... so. Pretty much he has, like, the Satanist occult version of what the Warrens have in their house. You know how the, you know, the Warrens have their little uh, little demonic room, their little, you know, mm-hmm. collector's, <laughs> collector's room of possessed nonsense. And so he's, <laughs> his version is, like, occult. And I think the reason I think – I just realised that now that Lorraine would have been freaked out more is because it possessed item – that – item whatever's attached to it remains in that item whereas a cultist item you if you don't finish um one day one day you guys will find out how i know all this stuff but today's not today um (laughs) with all that stuff like especially with cults is that when doing those rituals if you don't close them off properly a lot of those items can still have remaining curses can still be open to other people being possessed if touched like so I can understand, especially with her gift, like when she touches things, she can feel things, see things, go back in the past, relive things. Mm. That sort of situation is very dangerous to her because it can, like, those things can call to her and try and get her to touch them or interact with them to kind of be reactivated again. So I understand why Sis was bugged out because I would be too. Like, I would be too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Mm. Uh, so later on, they get a call from one of the um, police officers who mm. tells them about a, another couple of best friends who one of them disappeared and one of them was stabbed also 22 times um, and the other one was never found. So he says to them that a totem was also found at the girl's house, which was yeah. which was the same. No, at the college, because she lived all the way elsewhere, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So it's at the college, found the totem, um, 
and the two best friends were i think they were in like massachusetts or something i can't say mm. it properly sorry <laughs> yeah um yeah so one of the best friends was stabbed and then ed and lorraine go out there to the location where it happened mm. and lorraine basically does her thing goes into you know whatever space she goes into and reenacts what happened yeah uh, so one of you know the two girls talking and then one of them stabbing the other one and then ended up running off runs to the cliff which drops down into a dam yeah and Lorraine almost runs off the cliff herself <laughs> while she was possessed Lorraine almost got but not possessed but you know yeah and side note space. we we also got to remember my man dem ed He's still on heart. He's still on heart pills, bro. This man is yeah. trying to run after her, and he is suffering like his heart is <laughs> pumping. Okay, he's about to faint. <laughs> he's about to yeah. faint. Oh, through through the whole movie, you thought Ed was just gonna drop dead. You thought he was done. <laughs> but yeah, she's running off. Almost jumps off the cliff. Manages to come back to herself just before getting off the cliff. And um. Just as she's about to turn away and move over, something grabs her by the ankle and pulls her down. Oh. Luckily, Ed was there, dives in after her and grabs her, manages to pull her back up. Yeah. Um, which was pretty awful. But that's what leads Lorraine to believe that the girl's body is actually down there in the dam. And so they have the police officers, you know... Um, Search down there again. Eventually, they do find her body, uh, which is, yeah, pretty pretty disturbing. Mm, mm. And the thing is, it was a trade off as well. Like for like for Lorraine and Ed to get information that they needed, you know, to solve to help out Arnie, they agreed yeah. to help the officers with this. And I just, I'm sorry, I don't just don't think that's a fair trade considering what Lorraine has to go through. And they kind oh, of yeah. like mock her a little bit. Like they're like, "Oh, yeah. prove which one." You know, and then Ed's obviously very protective where he's going, oh, you know, my wife's gift isn't a party trick, da-da-da-da. She does it anyway mm. to prove a point. But I just think, I just think the trade-off of what they got versus what Lorraine and Ed got isn't very, it's very insignificant. Like, she has to actually, I don't know how this woman, like, has a good night's sleep because, honestly, the, the things that she <laughs> sees with her gift and the trade-off she has to have with her gift is insane to me. Them yeah. getting some case oh, files. Nice. Like, were the case files even useful? I don't remember if the case files were even useful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't really yeah. think so. Yeah, the only bit of information that they oh. had that helped was the location of where she was and where she lived. Yeah, yeah, I think that helped them narrow down then. Down, to find yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. it did actually, yeah, to find out the plot twist of later on that will come. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't think it's a fair trade. <laughs> Personally. No, not not at all. Putting both of their lives in danger? Oh, God. Not really, no. <laughs> so on the other side of town, um, where Arnie is in prison, I, I don't know if it was prison or wherever he was, mm. um, Debbie says that he is having weird thoughts he was talking to the kid and her at like visiting hours and he was having weird thoughts and being told that he should harm himself or kill himself so they get him put onto suicide watch mm -hmm. and he gets put into a cell by himself uh and then one of the 
priests or counselors or someone that works there in the prison comes over and gives him a small glass bottle full of holy water, which completely was stupid. Dumb. Why was it glass, man? Why yeah, did you give why? a prisoner glass? Like that's <laughs> on what suicide I'm trying watch. to understand. On on suicide watch, you should have just given him like a plastic bottle. Why yeah. did it have to specific? Is the is the glass holy as well? Does the holy water <laughs> need to be in a holy glass containment? Like what? Like, and I have to give it to my man Arnie. He was thinking straight up until that last minute because you know he did what most people wouldn't. He what he did a holy water circle and sat himself in it and i was like oh that's better than what most people do Mm -hmm. i have to give it to you i have to give it to that belief but yeah how dumb giving someone on suicide watch a glass bottle of holy water i thought he was gonna i thought he was actually gonna skull the holy water (laughs) yeah i i I thought that as well (laughs) like have the holiness within you you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh well, anyway, yeah, so we Arnie's go. in prison, chilling. Yeah, chilling, chilling trying to survive. <laughs> trying not to commit suicide. So Ed and Lorraine go on to another little side quest. Um, they go to the funeral home to go and find Jessica's corpse oh to try God. and get a connection oh. so that Lorraine can, you know, see what's going on, you know, see what oh happened to her. Oh, my God. It was awful. So they break into this funeral home and they go and find a body. Lorraine holds a hand um, and tries to connect to the yeah. cult lady. Because it was the dead body of it was the body of the girl they'd found in the lake that was yeah. related to the crimes. Yeah. So she had to hold on to her slimy hand. Ugh. Oh, it was so gross. That actress is better than me because I wouldn't I couldn't have done it. Lorraine better than me because I wouldn't have touched that for a quarter of a million dollars much less a couple of films Um, but yeah so she touches it and then oh god hell just yeah so Lorraine ends up seeing the occult lady I don't really know what to call her occultist Mm. is that the right (laughs) Um, she ends up seeing her and she's doing some kind of ritual over an altar and eventually Lorraine realises that the connection actually goes both ways mm. and that the lady can also see her and you know touch her and do mm. whatever she wants to her which i've always thought that was that would be the given because in the other yeah. two movies the demons like look at her while she's looking at them so i was like yeah. wouldn't, it, wouldn't someone who's like a high level occultist priestess or priest whatever wouldn't they be mm. able to also feel that so they end yeah, up having exactly. a bit of a chat <laughs> yeah girly yes. you know a girly t- girly catch up <laughs> Meanwhile, poor Ed. Um, so Lorraine oh. can't talk to Ed. She's trying to tell him, but she's not actually speaking in in her, you know, through her mouth. And poor Ed, the lights go off, and one of the other bodies there at the funeral home gets I don't know animated. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what the right word for it. Yeah, but so. starts coming at him, and uh, it's very. Very creepy looking. Um, no, guys, you need to understand what we went through, okay? The lights <laughs> went out. Ed went to turn them fucking lights back on, okay? Lorraine was busy having her telepathy chat with old mate occultist. Ed is still walking, crippled, heart attack on the on the horizon by the minute, okay? This sweating. man turns a, like, <laughs> honestly, this man turns the light on 
And in behind him in the distance, we can see a figure. He turns around and it is the corpse, the reanimated corpse of like, and this is not, this is not a little corpse. This is, this is a big man. It was huge. He was almost huge man. Like the Hulk. He was at least 6'2". I'm not even saying 6'2". He had a big ass belly. If any of my, if anyone is a gamer, <laughs> you, like, um, Left for Dead. Left for Dead 2, the boomer. That's what that mofo looked like. He had a big old stomach. He had long <laughs> hair. He was frightful. Okay. And he was dead and slimy. Disgusting. And then he turns around and charges, not on my mandem's head, charges at Lorraine to try and like obviously kill her to stop whatever nonsense is happening. And it's obviously um, um, reanimated by a cult lady. Mm. Ed has had to run. Remember, my, my man's Ed is still suffering. He's still <laughs> heart attack around the corner. Having to leap and run to Lorraine, get her out of the way. This, so that which helps break the connection from, you know, the dead girl's hand that she's holding on to. Mm. And then this thing literally mid about to lunge at um, Lorraine just stops being animated because the connection's gone and then just hits its dead big ass head. Ugh on the table that the other dead body's on and then just slides down to the ground. Oh my God. We were horrified. Horrified. <laughs> we were um, traumatized. We had been assaulted oh, it visually. Was awful. But the way well, and the his sounds, head hit the, hit the counter and he just The crunching dropped. of his oh head hitting the counter. And then like the little, the noise he made before lunging, like running <laughs> towards, you know, and a man them that big should not run. That The way that yeah. corpse ran, it was some left for dead <laughs> shit. It was really some left for dead zombies of finna take us out shit. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Oh my God. Just, oh, the crunch and the noise is disgusting. Ew. <sighs> we were like, I was at that point, I was over it. I was like, mm, I've actually had enough. And we still had yeah. 40 minutes, guys. <laughs> we still had 40 minutes of movie. And I was like, I'm actually, I'm done. We could end it right <laughs> here and I'd be happy. They lose. Just let the I... Warrens lose this round. I was so tired at that point. Like I'd been clenching every muscle in my body, just like yeah. from stress. I was like, I am so over this. Like, what more is there? Can we just no, stop? And, and that's what I mean. Like, we kind of left out some, you know, key parts. Like the way Arnie killed. Um, we didn't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. That's who he killed. <laughs> that's who he killed. The dog kennel guy's name was Bruno. Um, but we didn't even talk about how he came at us because we. I thought that shit was scary. No. No, I even Mm-mm. I that was long forgotten when that no, big that ass nothing. boomer went straight for Lorraine. My I I'm not gonna lie, guys, I just pissed myself. I really did. I actually, I did. And then it remember it's not animated on the ground. Its head's like sort of turned as it's landed, Ugh. and then the eyeball. So the lady is still obviously controlling it somehow, and the eyeball just turns like all the way to the side to look at the Warrens. And I said, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. My, my entire body, the hairs on my body just stood up. My butt, my cheeks, my butt cheeks were clenched. Okay. I was fr- like, oh my, I was cold. I was going cold. I was like, disgusting. Like, oh no, was I was so over cool. it. I was over it. And then we checked the time, 40 minutes left. I was like, what more could you do to me? <laughs> what more is there? Like, But there was more. Unfortunately. There was there lots was more. more. As we found out. Oh, take it away, Sanko. Take it away. Oh, my butt cheeks. All right. So we go next to, I think we're possibly back at their house. I thought at first I thought it was like a hotel, but now no, I'm not really sure. it was actually their house. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were, you know, going through all of the case files and talking about everything. 
and suddenly Ed um, passes out. He just mm. drops to the floor, passes out. And when he wakes up, he's alone in his bedroom on the bed, wakes mm. up. No one else is around. And he walks out and the front door is wide open. There's something going on. And then behind him is the occultist lady standing there and she gives him some kind of warning um uh, i can't remember what she said exactly she was, like, but she you're was threatening you're him so very close yeah yeah and then all of a sudden guess who's back <laughs> back again get, get. <laughs> the big fat naked corpse is back in his Just... house and charges at him <laughs> And then, obviously, you know, because Ed's a bad bitch. We need to remember, even though man is one lick away from a heart attack, he's a bad bitch. You know, he he's, he starts fighting back. He's like, no, 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 you're not going to run through my house and I'm not going to defend it. <gasps> little did we know, uh, poor Ed yeah. was possessed. Just a little bit. Yeah. So Just a tiny bit. He was also seeing things. He was obviously charging, thinking he was charging at the corpse, but it was actually... Um, Lorraine that he was charging yeah uh, oh. but you know the other guy managed to you know break the trance before he did any damage luckily yeah and this leads them to believe that there was something planted in the house or in their yeah. space by the occultist that is causing him that's maybe another totem or something like that so they're going around looking around the house and turns out there were some flowers that were delivered earlier in the day that were fresh but now are rotted and in the actual vase was another totem. So our buddy Ed had been marked mm-hmm. by the occultist. Which was not, not a great time. Yeah. Um... So next... Guess what they do? They split up. Lorraine goes off to talk to the other retired priest guy. Retired priest, yeah. And he takes her down into the basement where we find out our bombshell. (laughs) So he pulls out a little photo album and is showing her some photos and talking about how he had a daughter and, you know, he was so obsessed with all of the occult stuff that it kind of trickled down into her. But rather than following in his footsteps, she instead got like crazy about it and yeah, was, she was, she actually became... got involved in it and wanted yeah. to do it. She became obsessed with it. She was interested in the dark arts, the yeah. black magic herself. Yeah. So he and was... rightly so. Look, Rain was pissed because we were just here ten minutes ago, and uh, you couldn't have told yeah. us all this then. Yeah. Um... Like, oh, delusional old bastard. Not him talking <laughs> about. Oh, I thought she was coming back to me. Coming back to the house that has all the demonic stuff that she uses for all her stuff in. Have some common yeah. sense, bruh. Have oh. some common sense. What you mean she's coming yeah. back to you? She's coming back to the catacombs of her home with all the demonic <laughs> stuff. Oh. Yeah, but then but he, he also does... tells Lorraine that under the house is a series of um, tunnels and yeah mm. catacombs, uh, which she probably that's where her altar is. 
Um, but yeah, then they hear footsteps upstairs and uh, they obviously realise that the cultist is in the house. And so Lorraine goes down into the tunnels and he locks the door behind her to try and keep her out, I suppose. Yeah. I, I don't know, give us a bit of a head start maybe. Mm. Uh, and ultimately he just gets his throat slit. <laughs> That's a very a quick end. To him. Yeah. Um. Oh. oh. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ed has figured out um, that uh, the train line that Lorraine was hearing and the water that she was hearing, there was literally just one area where all of those things could happen, and he realised that it was the the old the pre old, the priest's house. So he goes, poor man goes driving, driving straight up to get him. Tries to get the other guy mm-hmm. to call the police. Um, he gets there, and he, can't he leaves get his into pills at home. Huh? He leaves his pills at home. Oh, yeah, he leaves his medicine at home, which we've got a nice view shot of that. Idiot. Um, and then, you know, he gets to the house. He can't get in. He has, he can hear Lorraine screaming because we're, like, the catacombs underneath, You can they've got vents and stuff. So he yeah. can hear her screaming. So he breaks a lock and gets into the tombs. And then, um, yeah, and then that's when the bullshit... <gasps> the, last, the final round begins. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, oh, and, back sorry, side at note, the prison... And, um, Old girl does come home because, she, you know, she knows that her dad's done portal secret. She done <laughs> killed her daddy straight up. No remorse. She she definitely was the boogie oogies because she took one step into the shadows and then was suddenly behind his ass and cocked that neck and he was dead. Not even cocked that yep. neck. She slit that throat. Just, yeah, straight away. It took all of two seconds. Yep. <laughs> uh, back at the, at the prison, um, Arnie is again starting to become possessed and he's, you know, doing all the body contorting and yeah. all of that stuff. Um, and he's, I think there was a father there with him trying to, you know, do an exorcism again and the girlfriend is there as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, no, nothing's really going to plan there. And, yeah, it's starting to get out of control again, you know, windows breaking, all that kind of stuff. He starts floating also. Very strange. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's just going on in the background. So while Ed and Lorraine are kind of trying to fight this occultist lady, she's also possessing him while also giving Ed some hallucinations as well, mm. which is not great. She's very good yeah. at multitasking, though. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm being, I would hire her. She seems to be yeah. able to, you know, manage, multi-manage some tasks. Um <laughs> I like that in a. I like that in a demon, uh, an occultist. You know, my <laughs> management of multitasking is a great skill. Um, no, she blows some dust. She pretends to be Lorraine for two seconds, and then manages to get up close enough to um, blow some dust into his face, and then he starts thinking. Um, yeah, I don't know. He starts chasing after Lorraine, but I don't know what he thinks she looks like. I th- yeah. That wasn't really shown. She kept like saying in his head, um, she's trying to make you forget me, remember me, remember me. Yeah. So maybe I don't know, maybe she Yeah, just... it didn't really show what Ed was looking at while like mm. he was because he had a huge ass hammer. Like he had like he was, you know, running yeah. around with a hammer, like knocking down walls and all sorts of statues and stuff down there. But yeah, I just I don't 
understand what he saw that wasn't Lorraine. But you know, like Sanka yeah. said, he was trying to she was trying to reach out and be like, "Remember me." It cut to scenes from when they were younger. You know, our love is strong. Mm. She thinks our love is weak. All that mushy good feel. Our love <laughs> is stronger than evil rhetoric. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Every time. Um, eventually, yeah. um, eventually, she ends up sitting next to the altar, and Ed is over her with the hammer. And just in the last second, he remembers. And then rather than hitting the rain, he smashes the altar itself, ends up breaking it, mm. which we found out earlier, actually breaks the curse. Yeah. So um, at that point then also Arnie is freed of his possession, he mm. returns back to normal. Ed also returns back to normal. Mm. And then we see um, uh, the this lady, the occultist. Yeah. She comes up in front of them and she, what happened to her? Another like version of her came so from the, behind her. Yeah. So the demon that she um, promised the souls to takes form, looks like her. So pretty much like how Valak in the other movies was able to look like mm. other people, but then the eyes kind of gave it away that she was demonic. Um, and yeah. then, you know, Ed was narrating the scene a little bit going, well, she needs a soul and you promised three souls and you have it from you know you've only given one so they need at least one yeah. more soul i mean yeah i would count the dad because she done killed the dad like that so that maybe she was going for a bonus four <laughs> bonus fourth mm. soul um but yeah so this demon comes up behind her contorts her in front of ed and lorraine because it's got no business with ed and lorraine because the demon yeah. was summoned so the whole premise was that the demon was summoned to do these things it wasn't actually trying to take possession because possession and being summoned are two different things um, and so it came after her and was like, well, you didn't do the things that you got me out here to do, so I'm going to have to take your soul. So, bet. Yeah. <laughs> Taking that soul. <laughs> and, you know, it did its weird contorting thing. Like, you know, her head gets turned around, her bloody yeah. limbs oh. get mishapped and shaped, like misshapen and stuff. And, uh, yeah, he snatches his his uh, or hers rightful soul and uh, is done with it. Yeah. And it's all gone back to normal-ish. Yeah. So... Ed ends up taking the chalice from the altar mm. and takes that back to their museum. Of course, puts it down there. We see, of course, Valak and, and Annabelle Annie. in the background. Annie, are you okay? Can't do are you okay? Them. Are you okay? <laughs> Annie, Annie, are you okay? Would you tell us? Would you okay? I know she had fun scaring and- that lawyer lady, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to the courthouse trial as well of Arnie. Um, he ends up being found guilty for manslaughter, but he only gets five years in prison. Um, he ends up marrying Debbie while he's still in prison. And it, we also get told they're still married to this day, apparently. Mm. So that was nice for them, I suppose. I don't know. I don't think I could take someone back after they've been possessed. Like, what yeah. if it comes back? And then it ends with obviously them playing um, the credits have a little bit of a playback of the original tapes. And yeah, we didn't need that at the yes. end of all that. We, yeah, no, we didn't, I didn't, didn't need that. I, was, I could have. We thought we were, we, we thought we were about to relax, to be honest. We thought we were going to come down. Yeah, I thought know. I was safe. I yeah, was like, yeah, we were decompressing. We were decompressing and then we were not decompressing. <laughs> the tapes were actually <laughs> even more, like for me, it was a bit more creepier than like what the first couple of scenes were. Um, oh yeah, it was all yeah. tapes of the um, eight-year-old boy that was making those 
noises and you know saying all the all this creepy stuff yeah i know it's fucking creepy as but you know so that is it that was the that's the plot line pretty much um Mm. so we have some we have some thoughts sanka would you like to start or would you like me to start or oh doesn't really matter okay let's let's discuss uh let's so so much not so much the other like the characters that this is affecting i just want to let's go into ed and lorraine real quick um Mm. i love y'all down like you are my favorite (laughs) spooky ooky mystery incorporated (laughs) couple okay i love that y'all scooby-doo all over this place trying to help people i do um i'm gonna need you to come up with some contingency plans in place because why is it whenever one of you gets like somewhat possessed by something or something is clouding your judgment why can't you just ask if you're not sure if it's them why haven't you got developed a safe word why haven't you developed like a, a phrase or a sentence that only you two yeah. can know so if you can be like you know what does the cat on the prairie say and if they can't answer that you're like well about you know boom you're dead you know why do we always You've been doing this game for about 30 years. How do we not have a safe word, a safe phrase? First of all, come on. that's true. Second of all, Ed and Lorraine, y'all have been doing, you know, I don't know Ed's not an official priest, so he can't technically do a lot of the um, exorcisms. But what I'm trying to understand is why are you guys never prepped for this stuff? Like, why do you why is there no body armor yeah why is there no helmets (laughs) helmets or you know why are there no knee pads no uh (laughs) bulletproof vests why are there no chains why are you not chain chaining and sticky taping mofos to tables and stuff that's what i'm trying to understand why do you let the possessed just go have a nap because in my head (laughs) every time you leave the possessed alone they become even more possessed so yeah. why are we not changing chaining people to things? Why are we not having them held down? Why are you relying on people to help chain them down? You know? And second of all, you've been in this game long enough. Why are we only sending one priest? I feel if we had minimum five priests chanting, it'd get, you know, yeah, the KPIs so would effective. be here. The KPIs would and be more, here. They need more holy water And more well. holy water... Just I, shower it in holy water. Not even Make that. a bath. Why are we using <laughs> bottles of holy water? Can you not holy water like a Nerf water gun? Can't we just pistol the <laughs> motherfuckers? Why are we doing... What is going on here? Can we not make a whole water gun holy water? Because you can just sniper that from the distance. You don't have to be up close and personal. Why aren't we... Modern, <laughs> modern problems cause for modern solutions. You know, I'm just trying to understand. Had it been me... I would have had a lot of things in place personally to not have old mate be rattling and tattling the way he was. You know what I mean? Like True. the moment he started nonsense, just have like a, or even have like a whole bucket thing on top with holy water. And then as soon as he starts acting up, pull the lever crunk and then <laughs> soak him in holy water. Like, I just think that Lorraine and Ed need to start coming up with some creative ways to get around this, yeah. you know, get I more agree. priest Hit them KPIs because I think five priests are better than one. What if your priest gets knocked out? You still have four more to go. Like, line them up, batter up. Like, come on, have them ready, Lorraine and Ed. Come on, uh, been doing this long enough, <laughs> please. And stop going off alone. Every time you guys separate, one of you get hurt. Why do you go injured, alone? Stop that. Go as a pair. 
a pair. Literally the whole point of every movie is that your love is strong enough to contain things. So why are we separating? Why are we always doing that? Stop that. Stop that. Learn from these behaviors, okay? Besides that, you know, I love them down. They're my favorite spooky ooky couple, okay? Love them to bits. Next character we need to address. I'm sorry, Arnie. I'm glad you got I got I'm glad you got prison time. Um, because I know you didn't mean to, my dude. I know you didn't mean to kill somebody 22 times. Stab him 22 times. But you did. But you did. And I'm glad you went to jail at least for it. I'm glad you didn't get met, like, sent, you know, killed for it. I'm glad. Because you didn't mean to do it. It wasn't your fault. It was, though, because you did actually allow the curse to go to you. But I won't bring semantics into it. I really won't. I yeah, no, just... he asked for it. He asked for it. But we, we're not mm-hmm. going to victim blame. We don't victim blame on no, this no, podcast. No, no, no. We don't victim blame, okay? But I'm glad. And <sighs> what is that daughter's name? Where is she? Sarah, stand up. Stand up, Sarah. Because I'm sorry. I don't... You were so right. You did... You were so ride and die for this man before you knew he was possessed. You saw him stab someone 22 times. I know you said he wasn't feeling well and da-da-da, but stand up. You don't think that's weird? What What if he had never been possessed? Were you still going to ride and die for him? Is this some dead Bundy <laughs> nonsense? Stand up. No. <laughs> no. And the fact is, how could you even... My thing is, if my partner had murdered someone, how do you go kissing them like you actually kill somebody i'm not gonna mack it with you i'm not gonna stay in the same house as you all Mm -hmm. i know for me he only had just proved that he's a dum-dum that he's willing to take on demonic curses to help people out i don't know if he's gonna do that for the next maid down the road i can't rely (laughs) on that judgment but but it was for her brother so for her brother maybe had he listened to the experts we wouldn't have gotten into the situation we were in now also, side note, I'm very glad in this movie no animals were hurt. Thank you, goodness. I'm sick of seeing these mm-hmm. animals get hurt. I really am. I don't think that's needed. I think you can imply it. I just don't need to physically see the aftermaths, okay? But yeah, Sarah, stand up. Stand up. Um. Also, Sarah's parents, who were only in the movie for 10 minutes, allowing your <laughs> daughter to have to deal with all... As soon as they fixed David, you were like... That's not our business. That's not our problem. Yeah. Arnie, we don't know him. Who's Arnie? We did not see we you the rest are. of the film. No, they were like, peace out. Where were you the rest of the film? No moral support for your daughter. Nothing like that. So, <laughs> um, I guess. I guess. Uh, who else can get on this list? Um, look, I'm not going to give any vrim to the occultist. Because she's just doing what she's meant to be doing. Like, of course she's going to do yeah. some bad stuff. That's literally her whole shtick. Is to do bad things. I feel like... What could have made this a little bit better is if we'd had a little bit more screen time, like from the point of view of the occultist, like her preparing some like rituals and stuff Mm. like that. We saw little snippets through Lorraine, but if we'd seen a little bit more of that, I feel like it could have been a bit cooler. Yeah. I'm glad. i very glad, though, they didn't explain why she did it. Because why would you be into summoning demons? Yeah, like... Something's not correct in your head. That's why. No yeah. one just on a Sunday afternoon no one, goes... Nobody has a good reason for that. No, exactly. So I'm glad they didn't try to be like, oh, she had a trauma, traumatic um, childhood. No, no, no. no. She, her daddy was just into defeating evil and she said, you know what? Evil looks lit. Let me do that. That's just what... That was just her on a Monday. You know, so whatever. Like, I'm glad they didn't explore that. Um, but I do have some vim. I have some... 
I have some words for her daddy, though. Daddy, uh, what's that? <laughs> Father uh, Kastner. You can get these hands. Because had I been Ed <laughs> and I'd found out later that you didn't tell me this was your daughter, which was a great twist, by the way, you knew from jump what that symbol was and you said stay away from it. Because you've seen your daughter make this stuff up. Oh, so, so wait a minute. I just realised... Was she just running around planting random occult items in random houses just to see what would take? Yeah, maybe. Because I just realized all these items, except for Ed, which was targeted, she was just. Yeah. How was she going to know what random. family moved into that house to get possessed? Yeah. Or cursed. So she was. This woman, why would you need an explanation for someone who's just crawling under houses and planting black magic devices? No, mm. it's craziness. We we like to garden. We like to color in. She likes to plant occultist items in random houses and see what happens. <laughs> That's her weekend. That's her Sunday arvo. Okay. Um, and her daddy was wrong for that. Had I, had he lived, and I was Ed personally, and I got my heart rate under control, I would have gone back and whipped his ass. Ed's better than me. Ed's better than me. I would have gone back and whipped his ass because you could have saved us all this trouble. Nobody else needed yeah. to die. No one needed. Yep. And here you were with all the knowledge. And then have the the audacity to be like, oh, I'm keeping it safe. From who? Your own daughter was the one who was reading all of this like Hermione Granger yeah. and became an expert. <laughs> what? She said, thanks, daddy. <gasps> and you <gasps> and you quit 12 years ago. You couldn't have burned a couple of books, used it for some firewood, you know, like <laughs> gradually gotten rid of it. Like, no, you, I would have kicked your ass for sure. For sure. And then, yep. you know, to be fair, I thought he was locking Lorraine in when she went to see him the second time. No, he was trying to keep his daughter out to buy some time. And then he really thought yeah. he was going to shoot her. That part surprised me. I thought he was actually in line with the daughter and he was trying to help her out. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm glad he wasn't. But still, he should have said something. Yeah, he should have been like, that's my daughter. I guess he felt guilty mm. when she came back the second time. But you should have, you know, you should have... <laughs> <laughs> should have said something um oh yeah. so you know the i just sorry i'm just reading the cast list of the, the devil made me do it mm-hmm. so the the person who plays Velak in all of the movies bonnie aaron she's actually in this film for two seconds as the uh the demon who comes to contort her very very slightly uh-huh. so she is so she is in this movie very slightly um, but yeah, no, I would have, I'm very gl- I did not see that plot twist happening. I thought that maybe he owed a demon, like an occultist something. So he was in cahoots with the occultist and that's why he didn't get rid of all this mm. stuff. I did not see, I did not see him having an occultist daughter <laughs> being the twist. I'd, it makes sense though. This is why you shouldn't try and force your religion on people because this shit might happen. They might just do the opposite just to piss you off. That's true. Because she she clearly had mummy and daddy issues. Clearly. Mm. Clearly. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, besides that, you know, I don't really have much hate for the occultist. Because again, she's just going to occult. She's doing what she's meant to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I didn't really hate a lot of the char- I didn't actually have a character I hated besides any of the weird possessed, that two- boomer thing that came for Lorraine and yeah. old mate. That was the only thing I absolutely hate. Arnie, I didn't, I felt sorry for him, but I didn't at the same time, like, get me yeah. even. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
But no, I think the rest of them were okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you say, I didn't really hate anyone. It was just, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, like, and usually, you know me, I'll have, like, two characters that I'm like, I'm glad you died. I'm glad you went through it. Um, no, but this was a, this was a, this was a good film because it was kind of balanced out. Like, I was oh, kind of annoyed. No, no. The only one is the guy who gave the glass bottle to Arnie. Yeah, that priest. Actually, he can, he, uh, yeah, he can actually. Because <laughs> what were you actually thinking? What were you, th- you yeah. weren't. What did you expect? Like, on suicide, watch, here's a glass bottle. Huh. Mm. <laughs> and to defend himself. Like, no, please. no, please, please have some, like, common sense. No, but this was really good because usually I'm, um, yeah, I usually have, like, one or two characters I just hate. But this was all balanced mm. around. You know, I was kind of mad at the the Warrens. I was mad, at, you know, Debbie. Didn't really feel that much for Arnie. I'm glad he got charged. Uh, the only person yeah. I think that could, I can give the title of would get these hands is probably both fathers. The one that gave him the liquid glass bottle and the yeah. other one who did not give them the information about his daughter being the one doing all the curses. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But yeah. It was a good film. All in all, it was a really good film. Mm. It had me on the edge of my seat. It um, did. I was tense the whole time. I actually had to go and have a nap after the movie because I was so spent. I <laughs> oh, I, I was exhausted when it finished. <laughs> Oh, it was so good though. It was actually um. This is one of the films I have watched. I haven't watched a good film in a while, and this hit it on mm. all the heads. And usually, yeah, we've been we've been watching some like solid twos lately. Yeah, and this is like quite high up. Honestly, there. I would give it a. I'm I'm thinking I might give it. I'm I don't know a four to a four and a half hotties out of ten. Mm. I don't know, yeah. like because no, I said ten. I meant five, four and a half. Four and yeah, a half. Out of five. Out of five, not ten. That would be terrible then. Yeah, no, that that's what I'm thinking too. Because it's, it was pretty good. Because after it's still I don't think it was as good as the first two, but no. it was still pretty good. Yeah. To yeah. be honest, and the thing is we're comparing it to the first two. Had the first two not happened and we opened up with this film, mm. I I would probably give it a straight five. Because it literally yeah. it went from um the one thing I can say that really bumps it up there to like it being a four to a four and a half out of five hotties is that it didn't go with the possession thing. It went with, no, someone, a human being did this and it wasn't just a straight, Oh, we just going to do a, a a chant and get rid of the demon. It's like, no, we actually have to figure out who is doing this and go after them and their altar. And it's not just going to be, because I feel like demon possessions are sort of easy where you just get your priest, you throw your water, you know, you do your Latin and, you kind of have to, the person has to battle through it. Whereas this one is like, no, mm. a human being is controlling it. And until you actually get to them, like you're literally, you've got, they've got the higher ground compared to you. you you've yeah. got nothing. Yeah, no, it was good. Oh, I want more movies like this. I don't yeah. want the shit ones. <laughs> I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Cause that was a lot. I wasn't ready to be on the side of my seat. I really it was. wasn't. Comp- you know. I mean, also, there was some jump scares, but it wasn't, like, just jump scares. Mm. There was a lot of other stuff that was just creepy and scary mm. in itself without having to make you jump. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like. Which is I, good. I like movies. Yeah. I, I think I'm more I'm more 
freaked out that yeah there are people out there who were actually willing to crawl into your house and plant some monsters yeah. in there just to fuck with you yeah that's what's gonna i think that's what really scares me like it brings me back mm. to you no know, people are actually mad people are crazy so yeah. I'm, it reminds me of also that one that had that couple living in a house and there was someone living in like the basement <gasps> in the was coming out and, and doing stuff. creepy stuff yeah. yeah that kind of stuff creeps me out so much because like it could actually happen. Happen, And there have it's, been cases where it has happened, where yeah. people are living in people's apartments through the vents and stuff. And at night or when yeah. they're not here, they come down and eat their food and all that kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah, it's nuts. Oh. Ugh. Good grief. But yeah. But yeah, no. It was a good film. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I, mm, I did. This is the first movie in a while that I've truly enjoyed most of it, except for, you know, that scene where that big that demonic dead body guy running around. Oh, no, she can do that. <laughs> um, but no, I quite enjoyed it. Any thoughts, Senka? Any final words? What, how much, what do you rate it out of? Oh, I'm torn. I think I'm going to go with four and a half. Four and a half hotties it was, out of five. It was up there. I was thinking four, but if I try and think about ways that it could have been improved, I can't really think of mm. any anything. Um. Yeah, it was it was really good. I I liked like the opening was a little bit extra. Mm. Um but it was also like there was nothing really that they needed to introduce us to. So it was okay having the exorcism there and then kind of going from there and unraveling it all. Mm. So I think that kind of, you know, progression through the story was okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I do also have to give props to the filming crew. Because some of the shots in this film was um, a little bit different compared to previous shots, which I noted where Arnie's starting to mm. get possessed. And there's a shot where um, he's got like a mini um, chainsaw and he's up on a tree at his job. And then the way we go into that scene is that a door has been opened and it's like we're watching it through the occultist demon's eyes as she's walking through. And like I like yeah. that perspective. I thought the um, the shot and how they did that was really, really cool and interesting because we're always just seeing it from their perspective. Like, you know, they look mm. and then there's something there, then they look back and then it's not there. Where it's like it shows us the demon, like not the demon, but the person going in and actually yeah. setting that scene up and he can feel it coming. And so yeah. I really, I did really enjoy that. And I also enjoyed, I was going to say, I actually was going to say that I thought the pacing might have been a bit slow, but it actually wasn't. It didn't feel, mm. like in the beginning I was like, oh, maybe it's a bit long, but it didn't feel like an almost yeah, two hour it, film. It wasn't like dragged out. It didn't yeah. feel longer than it was or anything like that. It it was a long movie, but like you say, at one point we were like, oh man, there's still another 40 minutes. But it wasn't like we were getting bored of it or anything like that. Yeah. The progression of it was quite good. Yeah. It's just there was a lot in there to go through. So yeah, I think it, had it been any shorter, it, it would have felt rushed. We would have some parts because that's the thing as well. I'm trying yeah. to think what could we have cut out that was not necessary. And I can't no, think, I think of any scene yeah. like we needed the lead up to them going to the person's dad's house to be like, yeah, mm. I've got all the stuff. Like we need, there was so many, cause I was thinking, Oh, what about the second one where they're trying to find the girl? Did we really need all that? And I'm like, no, we did because she needed to connect to the body. So there were so many exactly. scenes where in, while we were watching it, I was like, mm, this is kind of unnecessary. But then after it happened, I'm like, Oh, actually, no, that makes sense. Because how would she have yeah. connected 
to find this lady had yeah, she not it all kind of tied in together yeah it tied in really really well so no mm. i'm happy to give i'm happy to give uh, the conjuring the devil made me do it and you know what the funny thing is it really wasn't a devil it was a human being that made them do it mm-hmm. and yep. which which begs to say that we are truly our own devils we really are <laughs> but yeah i know i'm happy with a four out of five hotties four and a half out of five hotties yep, for this half. film yeah it's good but yes, so that's it. Any yeah, we'll any final words? Up. No, um, nothing from me. I'm glad that this is over. I think I will most definitely be dreaming about it for a couple of months. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's hope it's not too bad. <laughs> no, yeah, I will definitely be trying to go to sleep straight away tonight. Um, I'm just trying to tussle with my thoughts and have, you know demonic faces I, and waterbed scenes show up. I might just up. go watch like Moana or something. Yeah, I'm bit. thinking I might just put on like <laughs> a little you know, Disney film just to chill me out a little bit. <laughs> I watched Ice Age last night, so I might put Ice Age 2 on to continue a little bit. Oh, of, nice. You know, just give nice. me a bit of a break because you know, Disney Disney Plus done snatched that one from Fox too, so if you want to watch Ice Age, all of the Ice Ages, I didn't realise there was more than four. Jesus Christ, it's like <laughs> seven or eight. Um, it's on Disney Plus now because, you know, Disney, our overlords, uh, snatched it from Fox. So there you go. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. besides that, um, we don't know what the next movie is going to be. We were thinking we would have like um, like a list, but I think we just need to watch what we feel like watching. I think if we yeah. try and plan it out too much, it'll become dreadful. Like, I think we need to just... So whatever the next movie is, um, we'll see we how we feel it. on the day. Huh? Yes. No, I just said we'll see how we feel on the day and yeah. go with it. I mean, we have a long list. There is a long list of films that we need to watch. And mm-hmm. um, I think I sent you the link. All the, the Conjuring, like the actual Conjuring 4 is being announced. Orphan 2 is being announced. There's yep. a lot of good films coming towards the end of this year and early next year. So there's, they're definitely on our list. Um, but yeah, we also, maybe... just to note, oh, sorry, continue. I was just going to say, we we might even look at watching something that's a bit newer, that's mm. recently been released. Yeah. And we will revisit, we probably, I think we are thinking of um, revisiting some films to just discuss them, because I have a lot of thoughts about, now that I just said Orphan, I have a lot of thoughts about Orphan. <laughs> I really do. I have some thoughts about that yeah. film. I have some beef with that film, definitely. <laughs> And um, Insidious, I got some beef with Insidious oh, yeah. uh, 4, or the, the skeleton key or the key, whatever that's called. Got some beef with that film too. I do. And I think there's Insidious 5 coming out actually. I think I saw that was one at least. Oh, wow. So no, yeah, so we got a lot to cover. So, but this is the end of this week's episode. Um, hope yep. you enjoyed it. And yeah, that is, uh, we will see you next time. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. And if you aren't already, follow us on Instagram and have a look at our patron page if you'd like to support and subscribe. Oh my God, uh, we'll also be listing that. some stuff on YouTube. So just have have a look at all of our links. I think we'll be doing some stuff on TikTok as well. So yes. follow us, show, show us your support and like our stuff. And yeah, give us some suggestions also. Yes. Um, yeah, thanks, Sanka, for reminding me we actually have all those shenanigans. I totally forgot. But yes, please follow us on everything. <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify, you- YouTube, especially YouTube. And like it, goddammit, if you do. Like it and comment, goddammit. 
God damn it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it from us. So signing off. Thank yes. you guys, and uh, see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.